You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation. It's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our good friends at MyBookie. You guys know the drill. The promotion is still going on. It's very simple. All you've got to do is go to mybookie.ag right now if you have not already done so this season. Use the promo code UGA when you sign up for a brand new account. And on that very first deposit, whatever it ends up being, they will double your money. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I am your host, Tyler, and I got a little bit of a bonus episode for you guys this week. A lot of listeners over the past couple of days have been asking me how the trip to Starkville was, and I get it. We've only played there three times this century. We've only played Mississippi State 26 times in the entire history of our program, and have only played them in Starkville, again, three times this century. So I know there are a lot of Georgia fans out there that have not had a chance to make the trip to Starkville if that's something you actually want to do. Maybe it's not so much haven't had a chance. Maybe it's haven't had the desire to do so, and I totally get that. Trust me, we'll talk about that in this episode. But we don't do this for every road trip. I don't review every single road trip. I mean, I go to all these games, go to all these trips, but I don't do a review for every road trip because... We've done those in the past. We've been doing this podcast since 2015, so we've done a lot of those different sites, those different college towns throughout the years, so we don't want to just repeat ourselves every single year, especially the SEC East trips, because those trips happen every other year, and I know a lot of you have made at least a couple of those, but this one to Starkville, it is a unique one, and given some of the interest that I've gotten over the past couple of days, I thought, why not? Why not come on here and give you guys a quick review of my trip? And let's start at the top. So this time around, we did it a little bit differently. Instead of staying in Starkville or any of these surrounding towns, when I say surrounding, I use that very loosely, like the closest, like decent towns, and decent's a very, very, very strong word for those towns, is like 25 miles away. Columbus, Mississippi, it's like 25 miles out. You can't really find hotels anywhere closer than that. So instead of doing that, like staying in Mississippi around Starkville or in Starkville, we decided to stay in Tuscaloosa, and there's a couple reasons for that. I mean, you got to go through Tuscaloosa to get to Starkville. Tuscaloosa is only about an hour and a half away from Starkville. In fact, we got there under an hour and a half on Saturday morning, and the big thing is, as a lot of you, I'm sure, know, there's ain't much going on 
in Starkville, Mississippi. There's not much to speak of in terms of bars, restaurants, hotels, like all those kinds of things. There are a few hotels, but there are not really many high quality hotels. And the ones that there are, even like the the like lower quality hotels are extraordinarily expensive because of supply and demand. There's not many of them. Obviously, this is a big game for them. The defending national champions come to town. Georgia fans, we travel really, really well. I mean, I don't have a count on how many Georgia fans were there, but there were a lot. I know in the fourth quarter, I, mean, I saw them all through town on Saturday and, and obviously in the stadium as well. But when we did the light of the fourth quarter, at the beginning of that quarter, you saw Georgia fans all throughout that stadium. So the prices were driven up a little bit, and I didn't like the cheapest I could find. I mean, I had a hotel at one point. It was the Hampton Inn in Starkville. It was $1,000 for two nights. And I'm like, there's just no way. There's no way I can justify that. Staying in Starkville, Mississippi, spending $1,000 to do that. Like, no, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'd rather literally drive from Athens to Starkville, get up at 5 a.m. and do it. Like, I'd rather do that than spend $1,000 to stay in Starkville, Mississippi. It's just at a Hampton Inn. I'm just not going to do that. So we decided on Tuscaloosa because uh, there's no Bama home game this weekend, which meant their hotels. And Tuscaloosa's grown over the years. You know, I remember going back there like 2007 or so and it, I mean, they had the Strip, but there weren't a ton of hotels. There wasn't really much of a downtown. That's changed. Really, I think Nick Saban, honestly, has a lot to do with that. You know, we went back in 2020 for the COVID game, and I was really impressed with what I saw from Tuscaloosa. Obviously, you know, there wasn't, you know, we couldn't do as much because we were still under COVID rules, but I was really impressed. I was like, you know what? I'd like to actually get back here when this COVID stuff is over, and so I had a chance. Like, it's clearly a better town than Starkville. And uh, yeah, so we went to Tuscaloosa. I found a night, let's say at the AC Hotels, a nice new hotel. They were building it in 2020 when I was down there. And I like uh, AC Hotels, good, nice hotel. Got it for um, less than half of what it would have cost to stay in Starkville. So no brainer there for me. And Tuscaloosa, again, it's grown. There's a, a growing bar scene there. It's not Athens. It's not even close to Athens, but like what college town is, to be honest with you. Like we can't always compare everything to, to Athens because then everything falls short. But Tuscaloosa's got a growing bar scene. Um, good enough. And like beyond just like the strip. Because the strip is like where all the college students stay, closer to the stadium, closer to campus. And uh, I'm not a college student. Once upon a time, I was not anymore. Very far away from that. So I, they have some like more like adult-centric bars downtown. So that's nice. I found a couple good places. I um, had a really nice dinner at a place called the Avenue Pub. You know, we could have gone to Chuck's Fish or Five Bar. We thought about that. But, like we have those in Athens. So we wanted to try something a little bit different. And I was looking around different restaurants, got some recommendations from people I know, and the Avenue Pub was one that kept coming up, and checked out their menu, it was awesome, had a really nice bar area, lots of TVs, which is important for me, college basketball's on, college football's on on Friday night, so I wanted to watch that, obviously we were playing Wake Forest, wanted to check that out, and um, it was great, man, the Avenue Pub was fantastic, had these like Thai nachos, which are really, really good, an absolutely awesome burger, I'm not going to say the best cheeseburger I've had ever, but um, certainly the best one I've had in a while, to be honest with you. So it was a really nice restaurant, a good bar, really good vibes there. A lot of Georgia fans, not just at the Avenue Pub, although there were quite a few, but in Tuscaloosa in general on Friday night. I thought there would be some. I was kind of curious like how many Georgia fans would be thinking along the same lines as, as we were. And a lot is the answer. A lot of Georgia fans staying in Tuscaloosa. And that was cool to see. I mean, when people talk about Georgia traveling well, they mean it, guys. Like when we go on these road trips, especially places that we don't go all that often, we travel as well as any fan base, not just in the SEC, I would say in the entire country. I really truly believe that. Whether it was Colorado back in 2010, Arizona State in 2022, Oklahoma State, what was that? 2007 ish, 8 ish, something like that. 
whether it's Notre Dame, obviously, whether it's the Rose Bowl, whether it's the, the Orange Bowl, Baton Rouge, Nashville, Lexington, Columbia, Missouri, whatever college town you want throughout there, if Georgia's playing, we travel better than any team in the country. I, I'm just telling you guys, we do. Like I see all these teams coming to Athens. I mean, I live in Athens, so I see all these people coming in here on Friday nights. I'm downtown on Friday nights before games, and I see like how many of the opposing fan bases are out and about downtown. And then, you know, obviously I'm at the games here in, in, in Sanford Stadium and I see like where they're sitting, what their visiting session looks like. And it's just not even close. And Athens is a destination town. Athens is the destination town in terms of a college football Saturday. I mean, not just the SEC. Again, I think in the entire country. So I, there were more Georgia fans in Tuscaloosa than I thought. I just wasn't sure how many would stay in Tuscaloosa. I figured maybe some were staying in Mississippi. But uh, I wasn't surprised by the turnout because that's kind of just what we do. So Friday night was a lot of fun. Then uh, they have a really nice campus. I, I know we don't like to say nice things about Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I understand that, right? It's college football rivalries. It's all a part of it. But it is a gorgeous campus, like objectively, guys. Like they had, you know, they they had the was it tornadoes a couple years back, years ago. I don't remember exactly what year it was, and it like devastated their campus. And they rebuilt a lot of that stuff. So a lot of the buildings are brand new, and it's gorgeous, man. It's nice. It's flat. So you guys know, I I. I don't know if I'm a runner, but I, I like to run. I train. I do things like that. I'm an idiot. Uh, I don't know why I do that. My body's breaking down because I'm getting older, but I still love to do it. And uh, so I like, you know, part of what I like to do, one of the reasons I like to stay in these college towns and be in like stay in the walking distance of the of the downtown area and the campus and the stadium and all that is I like to be able to run through this. If I don't want to run like on a highway or on a hotel treadmill, like that's not interesting to me. So that's, that was also an attractive part of this. I, I mean, I had a really good time running through that campus in 2020 during the COVID year. And uh, it was a little overcast on Saturday morning and it was very windy. It was cold, but still a gorgeous campus. I had a lot of fun running around there and just kind of checking that campus out once again, really nice run. And um, I also have to say, like, I, I have been to Tuscaloosa a couple of times and I'm never intimidated by Alabama. That's not the right word. I don't even know if jealous is the right word, but you, like, you can't help like it's title town, right? Like title town, SEC, they have the walk of champions right around their stadium there. So they, they are very proud of that. And they plash that everywhere. And like, we've been a really good program, but we don't have that number of titles. Now, obviously not all of theirs are, are legitimate national titles, but, but still, but it was a different kind of feel for me this time walking into Tuscaloosa. Um, I was able to strut around, you know, I'm, and I'm not much of a strutter, but you know, you put your little Georgia gear on, you walk out in the town of Tuscaloosa, and uh, after the national championship game last year, like, you feel a little bit differently, right? Feeling yourself a little bit. Actually, I walked into one bar, uh, the Alcove, it was a cool bar, and uh, it was more like a grad student, like older crowd like myself. And I walked in there, had my Georgia gear on, guy at the bar kind of, I can see him like eyeing me, like looking me up and down. And I was like, man, is this guy going to say something? And he did. He's like, bulldog, huh? And I was like, yep, yes, sir, yes, sir. And he goes, well, that's a flex. And I didn't know what to say. And I was like, I'm not trying to flex, man. I'm just making my way to Starkville. And he's like, no, nah, man, it's, uh, you know, after last year, y'all can do that. And I was like, I didn't say it. I was like, you know what? You're right. We can. But he's a cool guy. He's actually from Savannah. His wife worked at the university. So uh, it's just cool. It was a good feeling. I feel myself a little bit there for the first time in Tuscaloosa. So that was different. And I certainly enjoyed that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. And then after my run on Saturday morning, now it's time to head into the oasis of Startville, Mississippi. So got there around 10 a.m., left around 8.30, left Tuscaloosa around 8.30, a little bit after 8.30, got there about 10 a.m. I bought a parking pass uh, online, and they did a cool job. Like They did, they have a couple public parking lots, and they just put them on sale at 8 a.m. on Friday morning, the day before the game, and so I hopped on there Friday morning, 8 a.m., got a spot, no problem, easy, 30 bucks, all good. So I had a spot to park, didn't have to worry about that. I'm, I have a lot of anxiety things like that, guys. I don't want to worry about that, so... That was very, very easy, but I will say, it's a very, very weird feeling like arriving to the campus, like immediately getting to the campus, because when you turn off the road, the main road, you take a left and like, a, I mean, calling it a neighborhood is, I'm, that's a very strong word. I don't know if it was a neighborhood. It was a very rural looking area with some scattered homes around it, and it certainly did not look like there was a university anywhere near that, and you're just kind of looking around, and you're like, are we in the right place? You're following Google Maps and it says like, all right, well, it says the parking lot. It's like, there's like two tenths of a mile up the road, but like, could it possibly be? There's no way there's university here. Like, no, this is just like farmland. Like what's happening here? And then sure enough, you go past this little church and it's like, oh, there's a big building. There's a, oh, there it says, University of Mississippi State or Mississippi State University, whatever it says. And then it's like, okay, well, where is our parking spot? Had to like, Asked an attendant, and they pointed us the right direction. Very easy, got to it. But man, like it just like came out of the clouds. The universities, like it just where did that come from? I never like actually actually come in that way. So that was um, I don't know if surreal is the word, but it was it was certainly interesting to see it kind of just pop up almost out of nowhere. But very easy parking there. And then once we got parked, we started walking our way through the campus, trying to get to the bar that we were heading to. It this was surreal, guys. I've been to. Almost every single campus in the SEC multiple times. The only one I haven't been to is College Station at this point. I haven't been to Fayetteville. Uh, we played in Little Rock back in the, what was that, 2014, I want to say. So Fayetteville is on my list. I want to go last year. I did not, or the 2020 year, the COVID year. But that was like the first game, and that was still like very COVID-y at that time. Um, didn't make that trip, but I kind of regret that. I do regret that a lot. So I'm a, I don't know when we'll ever play there again. Hopefully at some point we will, and I will definitely make that trip at that point. Um, but 
that's it, guys, at this point. So I've been to a lot of these places, and they're all SEC towns. They're all college towns. And one thing they all have in common is there's a vibe on game day, right? You can feel the energy. You can feel the noise. You hear people. There's, there's stuff going on, right? There's tailgating. You see people. Not in Starkville. No. <laughs> like nothing. Absolutely dead. No vibe. No tailgating. Almost no people. I saw like a student, like like seriously, a singular student walking this like out of some building. I saw a, like maybe two other Georgia fans, and so I got to the stadium. I saw a few more Georgia fans kind of walking around looking at the campus when we got to uh, the stadium, which is about half a mile from where we parked. But there was no tents. There was no tailgating. There were no p- kids throwing footballs. There was no one having fun. There was nothing, guys. I this is not exaggeration. This is the stone cold truth. There was nothing. And yes, I know it was early, but that time was like 1045-ish. But it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's a night game. Like 1045 for a night game, who cares? You start tailgating at the same time when it's a night game or not. That's why people love night games. It's an all-day all day tailgate. It's an all-day affair. You get like really going, man. But no, apparently not in Mississippi State. Like it was crazy. Nothing going on. Like absolutely silent. It was creepy how quiet and silent it was. It just didn't feel right, man. I was like, are we are we actually at the right university? Like, do we have the calendar right? Or is there actually a game here today? Like, that's how it felt. It was crazy, man. It felt weird. But as so I'm walking to the bar, and you guys know I made this pretty clear on the show before. I am not an outdoor tailgate guy. I know that makes me weird. I get that. But it's just like the whole process of preparing all of it, setting up, cleaning up. And like when it's that cold outside, guys, like, nah, I'm good. And when it's really hot outside, nah, I'm good. I like my air conditioning. I like my heated indoors. I like people serving me. I don't want to set up anything. Like, does that make me uh, a little bit of a, of a, of a prince? I, I guess maybe you can say that. I don't know. That's just what I prefer. It's easier for me. And I like to watch a lot of football games, you know, like sure you can have a TV on with a generator or whatnot, but like I like to have a lot of TVs, a nice sports bar. Like, that's just me. That's my setup. So, coming into the weekend, a couple of weeks, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I was looking up sports bars in the area, trying to find a place to go. And um, as you might imagine, the pickings are pretty slim, guys. Not many options. There was a walk ons. I do like a walk ons. You know, it's, um, God, it comes from New Orleans, right? There's a couple of them. There's one in. Baton Rouge, there's one in New Orleans, there's a couple of places around the SEC, they're kind of growing a little bit, I think there's one in Knoxville now, like off the Knoxville Pike, is that what it's called, but it's not anywhere like right by downtown, same thing here, it's kind of off the interstate, and uh, it's not walkable, it's like two and a half miles from the stadium, you need to walk on interstate, I'm not going to do that, so I was like, oh man, that sucks, there's a Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm not a Buffalo Wild Wings fan, I know there's a lot of TVs, but the food sucks, it's garbage, so um, didn't want to do that, and plus that was like also kind of on the interstate-ish, so that was like my backup plan, but I found this little like local place called the Stagger Inn, and it was right at the beginning of the Cotton District. And the Cotton District, if you guys don't know what that is in, in Starkville, it's like the only street. It's like a street, basically. It's like the only part of Starkville where there's like kind of some decent things going on, like a couple of bars, a couple of restaurants, like Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's a really popular restaurant there. It's got really good barbecue. But there's just still not even that much there. It's basically student housing and a couple of little restaurants and bars. Not much. But that's like the the place to be in Starkville. And this was this place called the Stagger Inn, I think it was like a new location for them. It was like right there at the beginning of that. And it was in the retail space under at the bottom of like a, an apartment, a student apartment complex. 
it was very small. It was not big at all, but it had like 23 TVs. So like in a condensed area, like I was in heaven, man. So we were the first ones there because that's what I do. And I have anxiety, guys. I was like, I don't want to, I want to beat the crowd. I don't want to wait. I want to get my spot and like just do my thing. So I'm a professional at this, guys. Going to these road games, I just I know how to do it. I know how what I like to do. And so we're there early, and uh, we were first ones there. Got an actual lesson a little bit early. Got our spot at the bar and just hung out all day because it was cold outside. I didn't want to, I didn't want to explore any more than I did like walking. I was like I got to go through the campus walking from my car to the to the bar. It's like a mile walk. And so I'm walking through campus. I don't need to do any more of that. It's freaking cold out there. Don't need to be doing that. And I was actually a, a really good little place. Like it, I mean, for what it was. It was very solid, you know. Not it's sports bar food, like dive, like not quite dive bar food, but sports bar food, but good, solid sports bar food. Enjoyed it. Actually, um, came across a couple of listeners, which was really cool to meet a few people. Um, it's still kind of surreal when people are like, "Hey, are you Tyler from Glory UGA?" And it's like, "Oh, I, yeah, that's me." Like it's just weird. Um, but I appreciate you listeners um, saying, "Hey, what's up?" It was nice to meet some of you guys in person there. So. That was cool. I watched a lot of good football, had some bets on some games, and was having a lot of fun with that. Had another good week this week, won a little bit of cash, so that's always fun. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. And then at about 5 15 local times, so about 6 15 Athens time. It's about a half mile walk to the stadium, so I started to head back to the stadium. And guys, it was already cold in the morning. We walked to the bar. I had not been outside since that point. Um, it was still cold, uh, but much, much colder now that the sun had gone down. But I was prepared. The only thing I did not have, I knew it was going to be cold. I didn't think it would be as windy as it ended up being. So I did not have like my tights on under my pants, my running tights, which is, yes, when it's really cold, like in, like in uh, Indianapolis last year. Yeah, um, I had my running tights on like the entire time, whether it was going to the game or not. It didn't matter. I had running tights on, man. Got to stay warm. Got to stay warm. Um, but it was very, very cold. But it was cool. Once we got to the stadium, um, it was super quick. Some of these stadiums like have congestion issues trying to get into the stadium. And it's just like all backed up. It's a problem. They don't do their gates very well. Not an issue at all at start in Starkville in for Mississippi State. I mean, once we got to the gate, it was like half a second maybe that it took us to get in the stadium, and boom, we were in very very quick, easy. They've done some renovations over the past couple of years, and one of the things I think Charlie mentioned this on the mailbag episode that was really cool that I I, I really did like. I'm giving them some props on this. They had enclosed the concourses. They put doors going into the stadium from the concourse, going into the concourse from the uh, the staircase or the ramp coming up to the upper level where we were in the visitor section. And that was awesome for a game like this because they were pumping in heat. It was heated, dude. Like that's so that what I was doing was, I mean, it's cold guys just sitting there for a couple hours, three hours there in the wind. I mean, we're up at the top, right? And the wind just blowing our faces. It was, uh, it was very, very cold. So 
And when we had every single TV timeout, those three minute long TV timeouts, I was heading down for two and a half minutes into that heated concourse area, just hanging out, and then come right back out, time it, and life was good. So that was actually very nice. I appreciate Mississippi State for that. I wish Lexington and Kroger Field would do that. I wish the Kentucky folks would do that, but that's not how they are set up. It's going to be very, very, very cold this week in Lexington. I love Lexington. I do, but it is going to be like a new level of cold. It's going to be like in the teens. So, yay. <laughs> that's going to, I'm going to be, I'm going Eskimo style, guys. That's what I'm doing this weekend. But anyway, back to Starkville. So, I know we talk about Starkville, Mississippi. Everyone wants to know about the cowbells, right? And yes, you saw people like in the bar, you see people coming in and uh, getting to their seats and they put their cowbell down right on the table, man. Like it's a thing. It's a thing they do and that's good. It's their tradition. It's all good. And they were ringing. Yeah, they were, they were clanging. They were ringing those cowbells. But to be quite honest with you, after about 20 minutes, I didn't even notice them, man. Like I, it stopped even being a thing. I know that's like adaptation, sensory adaptation, but like I just didn't even really notice them. And I, and I have to think maybe that's the same for our players. And I, I know I was in the upper level where I was in the UGA section, so maybe that's why there weren't as many Mississippi State fans up there, though there were some. But there were actually, believe it or not, there were actually a lot of us Georgia folks with cowbells who had brought those to kind of return the favor when Mississippi State was on offense and we were like going crazy with cowbells. So, I mean, cowbells are ringing. It's just like, you know, you like tune them out after a while. It's just, it's sensory adaptation. You just like don't even think about it anymore. So I think for our players, it was much the same. I don't think it really affected our players that much at all. I didn't think it was a really loud environment at all. It's just, I mean, it's a decent stadium. It's not big. It's about the size of uh, Columbia, Missouri, uh, Furrow Field. So it's, I mean, it's one, I think it's one of the three smallest teams in the SEC. So it's not really an intimidating place. It's just a different place. You think the Cowbells make that much of a difference, but they didn't to me, in my opinion. That's just me. I went in the lower levels, but just to me, I don't think it made that much of a difference. And then we win the game. It's great. Life is beautiful. And uh, after the game, got out of the stadium really quickly. It was about a half mile walk to our car, a little speed walking to get there because, yes, it was cold. I mean, like You think like most places when you're leaving after a game, it's hard to get out. It takes a while, and I went, we had to drive back to Tuscaloosa. So I was trying to get out of there pretty quick, but um, I needed to worry because once we got to the car, we were out of there within like two minutes, like if that. I mean, I got to give them credit. I mean, it's a small stadium. So that's part of it, not as many people. But, and there were some other Mississippi State fans that left, you know, before the game was over. I, they were filing out like shortly after halftime, early after um, Ladd's long touchdown run, well, the 70 yard touchdown run there. So maybe that was part of it. I don't know. But, you know, even Athens, like we have some major traffic flow issues in Athens after games. It's crazy, man. It's, it's, unfortunately, I live in Athens. I don't have to deal with that anymore. But, like, it used to be like, so I used to park at the Presbyterian Church. Once upon a time, a couple of years ago, and I, remember, I can't remember what game it was. Man, what game was that? I can't remember what game. It was a pretty big game. But, I mean, literally, all I had to do was turn left onto Hancock and then get on Prince and go straight and then get to Normaltown, which is where I live, which is, like, with no traffic, I don't know, a minute and a half. You know, if there's no traffic and I don't hit any lights, minute and a half, two minutes, like, that's what it is. It's, like, two miles, maybe. But it was over an hour one day just to get out of there and get home. Like, it was insane. It, it's just crazy. So, I got to give them props there. They did a really good job with traffic flow. And even once you got off campus, you got out of the parking lot, like, getting onto the interstate, they did a really nice job with traffic flow there. Really well planned out. So, I want to give them credit on that as well. But all in all, it was a good trip. It's a, it's something I don't get to do very often. I actually had a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun. Starkville, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, like make them feel bad about themselves. It's like, they love Starkville. Like the people who live there, they're proud of it. And that's good. But, um, I'm not a fan of Starkville. I don't think there's much going on there. Um, I don't want to use strong language here because I don't want to like insult somebody's home and where they live, but it, it's not, it's not my favorite. In fact, 
Um, people often say like Starkville's got to be like the worst SEC town, and I would agree with that. In fact, I would go as far. You guys know I do not like Auburn. I do not like the fact that we play them every single. I know it's a rivalry. I don't like having to go there every other year because it's like there's nothing. Like, kind of like Starkville, there's nothing going on in Auburn. There's not much there. There's a couple restaurants, a couple bars, not much though. Very, very, very little. But at least like there's something immediately around Auburn. There's a couple of places. So Starkville, in my opinion, is such a bad college town that it makes Auburn feel like New York City. And again, you know how I feel about Auburn, Alabama. But if you if we ever play there again, you guys are interested in going. I, it's cool. It's just cool to experience a new stadium or a, a new environment if you haven't been there before. Just experience experience something different if you've only been there a couple of times, like one time before they've changed and things. It's just nice to experience something you don't do very often. And I did have a lot of fun. The staggering, it wasn't much, but it was it was a good solid sports. But I had a lot of fun there. And um, if we ever do that, if we ever whenever we play there again, Hopefully Alabama does not have a home game that same weekend because I will do the exact same thing I did this time. I will stay in Tuscaloosa, make the drive over. I usually do not like having to drive on game day. I like to be able to just park on Friday and not get in my car until I leave on Sunday and just be able to walk everything. But like, it's just not worth it in Starkville to me. And Tuscaloosa is a far, far, far better town. I had a lot of fun there. So, you know, I wasn't sure what kind of time I would have. But at the end of the day, although Starkville is, in my opinion, by far, the worst town, worst college town in the SEC. If you even want to call it a town, it's more of like a village. It's not really even a town. It's like calling it a town is, uh, you're being very generous calling that place a town. But whatever you want to call it, it is the worst in the SEC. But you know what? I had a hell of a time. It was a lot of fun. If I had to give it a score on a scale of one to 10, like the overall time I had on this trip, I would say a solid seven. It wasn't the best trip I've ever been on. Definitely wasn't the worst. It was a good, fun trip. I like going to Tuscaloosa. It was different going to experiencing something new. Like I know it was weird. It was super quiet, but that was just like it's a different experience, right? So I enjoyed it. Had a good time. I, I would definitely go back with a caveat again if Alabama does not have a home game. Then I'll definitely stay in Tuscaloosa. I mean, I'll go back regardless. That's just kind of what I do, but I don't want to stay in Starkville. I can definitely say that with a thousand percent confidence. So there you go, guys. Just a quick little bonus episode for you today. I know it's not much, but I had a lot of questions on what the trip was like, and I know some of you haven't had a chance to make that trip because we don't ever really play there. So we hadn't really talked about Starkville before in the show, so I want to come on here and just give you my thoughts, a quick review of my trip to Starkville over the weekend. And uh, if you guys like this kind of thing and you want more of this, and maybe if you're newer to the show and you haven't listened to all of the episodes we've done in the past where we've kind of reviewed some of the college towns we've gone to on some of these road trips, just let me know. Just hit me up on Twitter at glory underscore UGA. You can email me at gloryugapodcast at gmail.com. I don't know how many of you care about that, but if it's something you're interested in, I am happy to do it. I just, um, I don't know. I want to produce content that you guys are into. And I had a lot of people ask me about this. So I thought maybe this would be something more of you be into. And uh, yeah, just let me know. And we can definitely do it more in the future. But thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. I will be back tomorrow with our full-on preview of the Georgia-Kentucky game. And then Charlie will wrap things up with me at the end of the week with our picks of the week. But I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>